This week on VoiceOver Voices, we discuss Disney, dance, Dubai, dubious wine reviews, animation, narration, government training videos, the melodies and fashion of advertising reads, prep and research for jobs, and how to wrangle a Hungarian pulley. I love my job. And welcome back to VoiceOver Voices, the podcast where we delve into the wordy world of voiceovers. Each episode, you'll meet a professional voice artist, find out who they are and how they got into this work, and listen while we run through some slightly ridiculous script games, which are based on the kind of jobs we tackle on any given day in the studio. I'm Kathy Ogden, and I'm a voice artist, singer, songwriter, and now podcaster. A voice artist needs to be able to sight-read scripts, take direction, interpret the client's brief, create characters, moderate their vocal tone, flip from character to character, and somehow manage to do all this within a tight time limit. It's an intensely focused kind of job, and people come into it from all sorts of different backgrounds. And what's more, nobody really knows who we are. We're largely invisible to all but our agents, clients, and each other. Well, I'm changing all that, so on with the show. My guest this week is the voice artist, presenter, actor, singer, wine writer, acting slash singing coach, and proud Hungarian pulley wrangler, the very delightful Kate Black. Kate started her career at the age of two as the face of Play School Toys and went on to tour with the Walt Disney Company as a teenager. Kate is a graduate of both Whopper and NIDA, and her professional debut was as the star-to-be in the 20th anniversary production of Annie. She went on to work with all the major theatre companies in Sydney, with a list of credits including Catherine in Sunset Boulevard, Helen in What the World Needs Now, working with Hal David himself, and she played Marianne in Shout the Musical of the Wild One, Margie in Charmed Life, Patsy West in Girl Crazy, Aunt Sadie in My Favourite Year, Lorraine Bixby in Nick and Nora, Tai Ling and others in It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman, and she created the role of Mother Nature for the Smurfs Save Spring. Kate also spent 18 months living and working in Dubai, where she made her desert debut in Chicago, then played Elphaba in Wicked in concert, and performed at the Dubai International Jazz Festival. Returning to Australia, Kate, ever the overachiever, became the host and producer of a three-hour live-to-air TV show on the Foxtel and Gem networks, seven nights a week, whilst her voiceover career took off during the day. With national campaigns for brands including Invisalign, NRMA, Qantas, Apple and Women's Weekly, amongst many others. Her voice can also be heard singing on a myriad of jingles, and she's a regular at Nova, Osterio, and the Australian Radio Network. And Kate is now joining the ranks of audiobook narrators, voicing the works of Australian authors on Audible. And on top of all that, Kate has arguably the best mane of auburn slash red hair I've ever seen, and is a very busy vocal, acting, and singing coach. And... She just won first prize at the Royal Easter Show for agility trials with her dog, Dash, the Hungarian pulley. Is there anything this girl can't do? In all honesty, I think Kate can do anything she puts her mind to. And what's more, she will do it with generosity and a mind as sharp as a razor. And with that, welcome to Voice Over Voices, Kate Black. 
Oh, you are far too kind, Kathy Ogden. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that is a really long bio. Oh, yeah. gosh. Like, I'm like, that's the whole episode in itself. Jeez. But, I mean, look, I was a late starter at two. What can I say? You know. Yeah. <laughs> what I were was, you doing you know, at I'd, one? Why? <laughs> clearly not overachieving. No. <laughs> Pick That's the kid incredible. that was hyperactive and their parents didn't quite know what to do with them, so they put them into dance classes. Uh-huh. At two? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I literally, I still have my first... Um, tutu? Oh. No, I, no I, I do have my first tutu, but I have my first pair of tap shoes because that was the only class I was allowed in. Oh, good I, Lord. We, went through, we started with like ballet and jazz and stuff, and I, apparently I used to get bored and run out. But tap, when I got to the tap class... Um, I loved it, and I think ah. it was just because it was making a lot of noise. So fair enough. <laughs> that worked that well sense. for me. No, and then I it just went that. from there. But it was literally, I was my brother. I have an older brother who was like a bronzed Buddha. He was very quiet and charming, the perfect first child. And then I came out with this um, head of flame red hair <laughs> and was like pale. I'm pale as pale can be compared to the rest of my family. And it was just noisy and hyperactive. (laughs) And my parents were like, what do we do with her? Oh, wow. So were your parents, did your parents have anything to do with the entertainment world or was it just? No. Okay. No. It's like, what the hell do you do with this child that's like got a brain the size of a planet and can't keep still? (laughs) (laughs) I think now you just give them drugs, but back in those days, (laughs) into dance class. No. (laughs) And running and tennis and, you know. Whatever else they could do to tie me out more, probably so they could just get some sleep. (laughs) So (laughs) let's be honest. I love that. And so you were, you ended up working for Disney. Like, how old were you when you started working for Disney? I think I was 14. Good Lord. And I'd answered just an ad in, okay, so I didn't really know I could sing until I was, we moved, my dad got a better job and we moved houses. Um, Ah. And to a, a, you know, a better area, okay. and um, they had a local youth theatre. And so it was year seven that one of my girlfriends from high school, who I'd just met because it was a new area, um, said, oh, you should come along and do this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, why not? And ended up getting the lead role in <gasps> conjunction with another girl, and I was like, I guess I can sing. Wow. Um, and so then we started getting lessons, and then it was just something that came really easily to me. Um, I'd always kind of mimicked people's voices melodically anyway as yeah. a kid like mum said she used to get really embarrassed because <laughs> oh, literally like if people would talk to me in an accent and I would just talk back to them in one oh, and wow. they thought I was being you rude. Have, your ear must be just like amazing because it's true often musicians and and singers end up being great mimics because you're you're yeah. constantly having to learn things very very quickly using your ear and and all that kind of stuff and then some people just don't and and uh yeah, yeah really fascinating yeah, so then that's how I got into singing and then, you know, I was having lessons and doing amateur theatre stuff and then auditioned for Disney and got in. I mean, I have a very Disney face. Um, I don't know if <laughs> You do, if you look like a exists. Disney princess. Yeah. You um, do, oh my god! It's that open face. It's that op- They call it an open face, but, um, you know, it's very... It's very polite. I'm not so polite, but my face (laughs) looks polite, I guess. But yeah, very polite, actually, Kate. I'll have you know. I never forget the first time I met you at that government training 
thing that we were doing. Oh, yeah. So it's and I walked into the studio and you had already been doing it and you'd never met me. We happened to be from the same, you know, with Scout. We were both with the same agent. But you were just like, Hi, I'm Kate. And just come over here because you're gonna have to have shit tons of hairspray in your hair for this because it's green screen. You can't have any flyaways. And also make sure you got block colours. No, no, no green and no stripes. And you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's all great. It's fine. Oh, and by the way, it's it's gonna you're gonna be reading from a um auto cue. Have you done auto cue? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. <laughs> but you're so you can adorable. Tell. Oh, it's, Honestly, it's when that's I get so really rare. nervous. Do you have any idea how rare that is though? For, really? I, yeah. I think it's because I think I guess one of the things about having been in the business for like I, well, I guess my whole life, is that I never want people to go through things that I'd gone through, like feeling awkward or embarrassed or not sure of themselves so that they can't do their best job. Yeah, and but wow. So, well, no, because I think I'm like, you. if you can help others be their best, then you yourself can do your best work. Um, it's, it's very true. It's very true. And, yeah. and I kind of, I think, I think I'm like that too. However... It is still. Oh, rare. you are definitely. It's still rare to. to oh, meet you're very like kind to say it's, that. It's, well, I, it's more because I get my nervousness <laughs> ends up being word vomit. Um, <laughs> so if you ever see me and I'm out and I haven't met somebody before, I'll either not talk at all because I'm nervous. I get worried about what people think about me, or I just word vomit and I don't <laughs> quite know how to stop. And it's something I'm still trying to learn. Um, I love it about control. you, Kate. Please don't change. Please oh. don't change at all. I just oh, it, no, honestly, really don't. It's it's you're not hilarious. a problem. It's not a problem at all. You, uh, there are far worse things in life to be than than a kind person who helps people and <laughs> and is very chatty <laughs> and you word know? vomits. Yeah. <laughs> well, you call it word vomiting. I call it chatty. So oh. you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so wh- when you were at Disney. What did the shows entail? Like, was it sort of because uh, I, I effect, yeah. yeah. So the easiest way to describe it was Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake were doing the Mouseketeers yeah. at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, we were kind of like a Southern Hemisphere version of that. Okay. So it was a troop. There was probably a rotating bunch of maybe ten of us. And we would travel everywhere from like New Zealand all the way through Australia, up into Asia, up into China, across into India, um, doing live live shows because there was no Disneyland there then. Um, So this is before Hong Kong Disney and Japan Disney and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, the easiest way to describe it was we were like Mouseketeers and whenever a new film would come out, we would do the promo tour. So they would create these incredible live shows that would have all our special friends, because you're not allowed to call them characters, because they're your special friends. Because mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they do live, and they, and when you see the the joy that they bring kids, it's yeah, it is quite remarkable. And yeah, so we'd go and sing the songs from the movies. They would have the the special friends from the movies. So say like Beauty and the Beast, you know, they'd have the yeah. Beast, they'd have Belle, um, and it would be a fully cor- and like Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Pluto and um, you know, be fully choreographed like forty five minute shows. And you'd do wow. them six times a day <laughs> and you'd do that pretty much for like a month and then you'd pack up and have like a week and a bit off and you'd go to the next country and do it all again. Good so, Lord. Yeah, that it, is it was full on. And were you were you able to do this whenever they asked you to do it or did you have to be have tutors or something while you were? I know. It was a mix from until oh, – it was a mix of both that and 
school holidays Got because it. I was yeah. I was like one of the younger ones in the group. Mostly it was ironically, weirdly enough, recent graduates from WAPA, which I didn't realise until like my very last tour when I had gotten into WAPA. Um, wow. But it, yeah, so it was mostly school holidays for me. And yeah. then if, depending on how I was doing at school, I'd, you know, get time off. So Amazing. <laughs> it was so, fun. Um, for those international listeners, WAPA is the Western Australian Performing... Academy of Performing Arts. There you go. So it's where Hugh Jackman went. He did acting there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the most notable I guess. I mean, half the people I've worked with in the jazz world and entertainment industry, if they're, if they're from Perth, they went through Whoppers. It is an amazing school. It's incredible. Oh, it is. The, I mean, outside the acting and musical theatre courses, the conservatory there is phenomenal. Mm. And, and it really, really had a, uh, I guess, a heyday period where it was pumping out stunning performers from, yeah. and not only that, but lighting engineers and um, stage managers and broadcasters. Mm -hmm. Um, There's almost not any screen or stage operating in the world. And I can honestly say that that hasn't got a whopper. Graduate. Yeah. yeah, It's it's fascinating. Actually, the music for this show, Grant Windsor is a whopper graduate. He's a a jazz pianist, but he's much more than that. He's a a producer and an arranger and a writer and the whole thing. And and I met him in London and he had an incredibly stellar career there. He's back in Perth now with his wife and daughter. Anyway, that is an aside. So so when you went through Whopper, you basically Mm. were looking at musical theatre, but you also did acting. You did, and I know you did accents too. And you told me that you had an amazing accent coach. Uh, yes, Andrew Jack, who was legendary. He only died a few years ago. Phenomenal accent tutor. Um, yeah, and they made us do massive essays and presentations on specific accents and you had to go and find people who were from that area and then recreate that with your voice and then present it to your classmates. Wow. This is how you do it. <gasps> um, and, I, yeah, one of my fellow graduates sent me the um, paperwork like all the books, because, you know, this is before computers. Mm. Um, only just. It was like weird. It was the cusp of getting emails and stuff. It makes me sound so old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not. That's the You're thing. not. I know. You've just had a career since you were two. <laughs> oh, well, I was also the youngest person they'd taken into the musical theatre course. So, oh, like, it was, wow. Good it was weird. I was, like, the baby of the bunch. No, so, yeah, the accent stuff and the voice, it was, it was literally like going to fame the movie. It was, like, yeah. six days a week, eight in the morning until six at night, and you had like an hour for lunch and you sang, danced, act or did art, history, music, theory, wow. piano, Alexander technique, stage combat, the whole lot. Like it, you just didn't stop. Plus productions and, you know, song rep and song and dance classes and it was crazy. And there was only nine of like nine boys, nine girls. So you got to know wow. everybody really well. That, that is <laughs> really such a well. small class and so intense. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's it was full on. And I think... I mean, for me, the reason I went was because I was auditioning for shows and I was coming down to like the final two and they were going, they'd take the Whopper kid every single time. And and like one of the producers actually said to me, can you please just go to Whopper so that we can take you? And I was like, (laughs) okay, sure. I guess if that's what I have to do, that's what I'll do then. Um, So all these years being in, (laughs) working for Walt Disney and doing all this stuff anyway. Yeah, it didn't count. (laughs) They wanted the Whopper grad. And because the training, you literally came out and you were show ready. Like you could handle eight shows a week of that really high intensity that is professional musical theatre and not get sick, not lose your voice, all that kind of stuff. So so then you went from, from Whopper 
which is mm. in Western Australia. You ended up, how, how did you end up on the East Coast? Well, I'm originally from Sydney. Mm-hmm. So I was born here and I oh, made okay. a, so I had to go to Wapab because there was no, the only other musical theatre course happening in the world at the time was in Amsterdam. Um, and there was a musical theatre course, but it wasn't as active based at the Tisch School of Arts yeah. in New York, but it was a bit more theory based. The WAPO course really was a world first, really, in terms of that in high intensity all round pumping out a uni degree that happened to be in musical theatre. So so you completed that and you came back to Sydney and yes. that's when you that massive list of shows that you've been in. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel really, it's really weird. I feel incredibly blessed. I really hit the ground running and it kind of just went one from the other, from the other, from the other. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's two faults for that. I, there's a combination of right time, right place, mm-hmm. and also your right look and age for the shows that are happening at that current moment. Like mm. there are cycles of shows and we're seeing it again now and the voice types that suit certain styles of musicals and eras and musicals and I just happened to fit what was going on at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I feel incredibly blessed. I, I don't feel like I've earned it, if that makes sense. Like I oh, know I have. No. but yeah, it, clearly you, know what I mean? you didn't. I mean, having all that experience no. with Disney and then doing a, no. a degree. No, obviously you didn't. Kate, no, you know what on. I mean, though? No, I, I sort of do, but I, at the same time, and I think it's very sweet that you say that, but honestly, you worked your butt off. And oh, but I was why so, wouldn't I they love you? I was so hyperactive. I yeah, was there you go. Because I'm so hyperactive and I'm not I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Like I honestly, like, there's a great Casey Musgrove song. And what is it? You can't be everybody's cup of tea. Why would you want to be? And I, I like, mm-hmm. I really live by it now because I'm like, why would you want to be everyone's cup of tea? Just be yourself. Yeah. But when you're younger and you're trying to fit in, I've never, I've never been somebody who's fitted in. Like I was never a part of the popular gang. I always knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, I was incredibly single-minded about that. And because I think you have to be in order to yeah, kind of you do. live in this business, you you need to walk that tightrope of, I guess, being obsessively driven yeah. um, mm. and then trying to keep a foot on the ground at the same time. And when I, particularly when I was younger, I really knew what I wanted. And I, I got everything I, you know, wrote down on my five-year, ten-year plan. And um, and so that's why I feel quite lucky. But, yeah, it's a, it's a weird I, – I know that necessarily how – sometimes how I come across, particularly when I was younger – was probably a bit more me, me, me than it is now. And I think that's been one of the joys of, uh, I guess, having such a long time in the industry is when I did take a break for a little bit, like that's when I went to Dubai. Okay. <laughs> Not that it, there was much of a break there, but, um, but that's when amazing. I came back to Australia, yeah. I, I really wanted to change how I participated in the industry because it felt a little bit like I was on a train when I was younger. It was a train I really enjoyed but it was kind of like, okay, I'm on this train and you're going that way and everyone's decided around you that's where you're going mm. and you you go and it's, there's no stops and you keep on going. And I got there. I got the end, got my prize, and then which was I wanted a record deal and I got that and I was in LA and then it all went pear-shaped as record deals do. Mm. Came back and I was like, what do I want to do with myself? I, I don't – I'm not enjoying this anymore. And I remember I was a part of the Talent Development Project, which was a state government-run – thing that like the guys from Human Nature have done, Emma Pask 
has done it, um, yeah. Glenn Cunningham. It was for vocalists and performers. And I remember um, Bruce Harris, which is Rolf Harris's brother, who was his manager, came in and yeah. had a chat to us one day and was saying, if you don't enjoy it, don't you shouldn't be doing it. And, you know, if it's not the first thing you wake up in, in the morning, this is what you want to be doing, then you shouldn't do it because there's a thousand other people who want to do it just as much as you. Mm. And I wasn't, I came back and I wasn't enjoying it. I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, maybe I'm not meant to do this. Maybe I can, you know, have another junction in life. Mm. And so went off to Dubai. Ironically, with Emirates, I became an air hostess. I love and, that you did that. It just, yeah, oh you know, gosh. as you do. Amazing. Um, and then started doing singing stuff over there because there was not as much flying. They had more air hostesses than they had planes. It was weird. Um, <laughs> I figure. And, but then it made me go, oh, okay, actually I, I do really love performing and I love everything about it and it is actually a part of who I am. Mm. But maybe I can do it differently. Maybe I can, you know, start controlling what kind of work I do and what kind of work I want to do and expanding myself and my range out because it was, I was very much railroaded. I wanted to do everything mm. when I was younger and the industry wouldn't let me because it was like, you know, I was a cash cow realistically and I was getting work after work after work. So it made sense, but we weren't at a period of time where we allowed like musical theatre people to do television or voiceovers or Well, it's still hard, stuff. I think. People, yeah. I know from musical theatre friends who have wanted to move into other areas of acting or whatever and film, TV, stage, whatever. It is quite difficult, mm. I think, because it, it's, I don't know, I just don't get it. I don't get it because the training it, is is so similar. It's, it's, just, the stig- it's the stigma of actually how Australia thinks about musical theatre, like just oh. being really blunt. it's They look at, and when you think about it, Musical theatre is ridiculous. Like, I love it as an art form, but it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, the stories that are super heightened and then all of a sudden you break into song because there's nowhere else emotionally you can go with the character other than to sing. Right. And then you've got to try and make that truthful. But the kind of musicals that we get in this country, because we've got such a small audience pool, have to be those really big budget I'm not, I don't want to say cheesy, but cheesy, you know, mm. like it's not the kind of stuff I, I go and see, to be really honest. Got it, got it. Um, yeah. And it's because, you know, the produ- it costs so much to put a musical on. So, like, I look at it from both sides and go, I get it as producers. You're going to put on stuff that you know is going to put bums on seats because mm-hmm. you've got to sell. Mm-hmm. And But when you look at the breadth of musicals in, say, Europe or, you know, on Broadway, this, it's storytelling and it's just storytelling that happens to have songs. Yeah. So they view, their countries view the, like musical theatre actors in no different frame than a normal actor. Yeah. Where in Australia because, you know, we get, you know, how many times has Grease been produced? How many times have Annie been produced? Like when I did it, I think it was the third run that it had had in the country and it was the 20th anniversary production. I was like... You know, they, it's, you know, the sound of music, things like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're safe. Yeah. People love them. They know the story. And so I get it. Like, I get why they get produced. But as a sporting, loving country like we are, yeah, it, it's like the most polar opposite thing. So it's not cool to like musical theatre, you know, and it's not That's cool to enjoy funny. it. Yeah, I just, I, uh, yeah, I guess I'd never, it never occurred to me that that was the case. But, yeah, I get it. I do get it. And And unfortunately, the casting director's, they, they're much better now, um, but at that time it was you did musical theatre. I'm sorry. 
you know, you, you can only do cheesy, hammy acting that's really big and, you know, jazz hands. And it's like, mm. oh, okay. Thanks. But you know what's interesting? So, I mean, I, oh, God, we could we could go off on a tangent. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I could, yeah, talk about this sort of stuff forever. But um, I, want, I think we should I think we should stop yeah, here no. because there's so yes, many, so <laughs> many. I have so many questions for you. Um, oh. However, I think it's time for our first little two in a booth. Oh, God. Okay, right. <laughs> it sounds like you're creating a booth over there. What <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's I'm opening my I, letterbox to get the No, it's not. Scripter. You know what it is? <laughs> I've been doing, right before you, I was putting a submission in and it was an opera. I had to do opera, like I this script in opera, to two different tracks. And when I sing, I drink shit loads of water. As so I do. have a milk a milkshake jug, like an old 1950s silver milkshake jug ah. with a metal straw. And I'm suddenly going, oh, this is the worst. And so I'm trying to be really quiet and drink ah. while you're talking. And now I know and what like, it is. Just popping down. Now it is. So I apologize. That's what it is. Don't the, apologize. The creeping letterbox of water is what it is. <laughs> well, I quite I like it as a sound effect. It's, it's quite yeah, sweet. You know. Yeah. No, I've, it's I've, not. I've nailed, it's like a I've sweet nails, nails here. Yes, so did you, you have. have you have you had a, have you seen them? Like I, I just sent um, kinda. Yeah, okay. You know, but so, this will be fun. Let's 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 let the kid who can't spell properly read this. <laughs> this will be hilarious. <laughs> well, have a quick look. Yes. So I've written this in honor of your um I of know. your recent oh. championship. So wait, just 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 explain yes. this for a sec. So Dash, yes. <laughs> I have met Dash on several occasions, and he is oh. a Hungarian pulley, which is the which is the dog that has dreadlocks. And yes, and he looks like a mop. He looks like a mop. Everybody is like, whenever Kate walks him up the street, like, people just stop, stare, talk, whatever. They like love him. But you have been teaching him to do agility training as well as yes. as a show dog. Well, yeah, so he's a herding dog by nature. Um, mm-hmm. That's you know they're sheep herders. Because when we got him, we were living in Kings Cross. Um, obviously, not an acreage with sheep. So I need, and I'd never had a dog before. Like I'd waited my entire life for a dog, and I wanted this particular breed. And so I thought, oh my gosh, like with everything, I need to deep dive down and work out, pull it all apart, work out how it works, and then put it back together. So I go, oh okay, cool. I can have a conversation now and feel like I have knowledge. So we started in obedience, but Dash didn't like that. He found it really boring, as did I. Um, and then <laughs> I thought, agility. Agility looks like fun, like it's crazy. Like it's like horse equestrian stuff for horses, but for dogs. Yeah. So logically, running around a grass meadow over and under things seems like a normal thing to do with your dog. But he <laughs> loves it. And so we've been training in it for well. I guess two and a bit years, but COVID. So, you know, take out nine months of that because there was no training or competitions. Yeah. And he genuinely loves it. He's, because they're such highly intelligent dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, once they learn how to go over jumps and over seesaws and what they call a dog walk, which is like a, I guess, an A-frames and things like that, the competition becomes the course. And so each course is completely new. You don't see it until the day you have five minutes to walk it and learn it. Wow. And then you and your dog have to handle it. And the optimum, I guess, the best thing you could do is have what they call a clear run where there is no faults. So a fault being a bar dropped or a dog not running over the obstacle correctly. So they have to hit through contact areas, which are different colored bits So for the safety of the dog, really. Um, and there's also they have to run through those those big plastic tunnel things, tires and, and tunnels, and, and then there's this slalom almost looking thing where they have yes, white poles, the weave up. poles, weave yes. poles. They're that called was, weave poles. Oh yeah, gosh. 
Seeing Dash, who's, are, got, who's just got like twice his all body size yeah. of, of these massive great dreads. And he just whipped through it like, I mean, because I'd seen the video. Amazing. Just incredible. Well, I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of you. Well, it was our very first Royal Easter show and it's kind of like the pin. It's like the Olympics for dog sports. And you came really. first. Yeah. And it was the very first time we've ever had a clear round. So. Oh. Uh, it it wasn't just like we come first before so a bit like a Stephen Bradbury first like where everyone else just disqualifies and we end up because you know he's really smart he'll save my ass thirty times in a run um, but this time so we did it and and more importantly I haven't cut his hair because uh. he has to, we have to jump certain heights based on their leg length and their shoulders yeah but they don't account for the fact that his cords are like thirty little legs. So, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, I'll be fine when you cut his hair. And I'm like, I don't really want to cut his hair. I kind of like the way he looks. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't, like, I literally was running the course and going, he's not done anything wrong. And I kept going, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Just be in the moment. Be in the moment. <laughs> and like, it's packed. Like the, there's like a, you know, like, pa- like the audience is like chock-a-block. And I'm, I couldn't even give a crap about them. I'm just like <laughs> going, oh my gosh, you know, like this is insane. And I get to the last jump and he clears it. And I like, I give out this like massive Toyota jump. <laughs> And like I this scream and I'm just like, I couldn't and I still can't believe it. He is he truly is a phenomenal animal. Yeah. Um, and he is incredible. I truly he's incredible. And to have him as Aww. my first dog, I just feel I feel very blessed. He's you know, he's more than just an agility champion. They, dogs really are incredible. He is things. gorgeous. <laughs> and he yeah. he's um I actually was reading about them the other day. Inspired but apparently they are they he exactly how he was with me when we first met. He was like, Yeah, whatever. Who yeah. yeah. Like I'm not even gonna go near you. You're and it takes a while for them to get used to you and eventually they're like, Oh, okay, you are friends with my mum, so I yeah. can be okay with you. And now he's like that with me, which is great. I felt very honoured to have earned Dash's respect, I've got to say. And he will never forget you. Like he, he <laughs> No, he doesn't. Like, and, <laughs> Even though no, I don't and see like him very often. Tail. Like, no, I know. And but every time as I'm, I'm gonna go and see Kathy, he's like, Oh my gosh, and his <laughs> tail goes boom 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 like okay, <laughs> settle down, settle down, you know. <laughs> don't get too needy, you know. Uh okay, well but yes. Because of that, I have written a tour in the booth where you get to be you and yes. I get to be Dash. Oh, yay. <laughs> this is going to be awesome because I like make up little voices for him all the time. Oh, so well, we'll just I sit. love this. <laughs> so first we're going to get a, a character and an accent for you. So, Oh, crap. We've got to do that as well. Yep. Okay, oh, right. yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, here we go. So <laughs> excited. Oh, that'll be hard. That's, that's actually... <laughs> Is that for me or you? Yeah, no. that's for you. Okay, so oh, you're, right. okay. you're excited and I... and Oh, sorry, and your accent is... UK posh. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, oh that's going to be brilliant. <laughs> oh, I don't know. This could be an absolute car crash. Let's just face it. This is brilliant. Actually, while I'm just looking, have a little look down because there's one quite long paragraph of yours. Oh, and by the oh, way, right. when you get okay. to the end, you have to do your regular ad, cheery, you know, cheery ad voice oh, for right. the, yes, for the selling right. bit at the end. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, for me, my character is going to be child. Oh, oh my gosh, that works really well. It oh. does, and I would have more excitement, but I'm reading. I'm trying to read. Oh the no, 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 sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, no, you just read away, and I am going to be a child. Oh, 
animation. Oh, that's going to that be means like a kid I get on crack. To <laughs> that means I get to choose what accent. Okay, I'm just going to be. I'm going to be. Oh, now, no, can you just animation. now can you just pretend? And can oh. I just pause you for a second? Yes. Can you go back and pretend like you're living in England and just give me a, a refresher on a posh English accent? accent oh, absolutely. No, just, my just oh, that's remember right. it's quite absolutely. It's quite um, it's quite clipped. Cut. Thank Kept. you very much. And also, you're, you're terribly excited. So, I'm Sarah, terribly, terribly excited. Terribly, terribly oh. excited. No, no, okay. Okay, so we'll give it a crack. Think of Prince, Princess Margaret. Or think of King and Country. Right. Yes, lovely. Right. All right. And what was I Do again? I'm a child. I'm a child. I'm a child. Oh, and I'm an animated child. A child on crack. Yeah, no. Okay, here we go. Hey, Kate. Yes, Dash. You know how I'm a champion now? Oh, yes, Dash, you're a very clever boy. And handsome. Obviously. Well, I was just thinking that we really should upgrade my living arrangements to go with my new champion status. Oh, but you already have a very comfy bed, full use of the sofa, and you jump on our bed whenever you like. <laughs> yes, but don't champions get to have their own, you know, staff? I am your staff, Dash. Or haven't you noticed? And you're very good at it, but I think my status deserves maybe a personal masseuse, you know, hairdresser or chef. Well, you're becoming a bit pushy for a pulley, Dash. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny, Kate. I've never heard that one before. Okay, Dash, let's find a compromise here. I'll get you that rubber chicken you've been asking me for, and I'll let you roll in the sand at the beach till your dreads are soaked and sandy. And get you an extra packet of treats from Pet Palace. If you just keep being your usual adorable self and not let this whole champion thing go to your head. How does that sound? See, this is why you're my mom, Kate. You're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. Yes, okay, I'm the best. No, you're the... Wait, what? Does your little champion need some pampering? Is your precious pooch properly provided for? Come to Pet Palace. We have a full array of star quality pet accessories plus exciting treats and toys for all your furry friends. Fishes and feathered friends. Board budgie, forlorn fish. Churlish chickens, high maintenance moggies, obese bunnies, pushy pulley. We'll find exactly what you need to perk up your pampered pets and make their life playful and perfect. Come to Pet Palace. It's paradise for pets. That's a long end. I know. That's hilarious. That's a brilliant (laughs) script, though. You are amazing. You are genuinely, you need to be putting yourself out there as a script writer. I'm just saying it. That was hilarious. uh, (laughs) It could have almost been a mini animation. I'm just saying. Oh, funny. I sort of see it as an animation. It's just because it's my thing now. And then I have to add the extra animals to the end of the the I know, because otherwise, you know, you're... You're alienating um, the forlorn fishes and the oh no, well they're from previous scripts, so you know. Oh so, yes, yeah. and obese bunnies. <laughs> obese bunnies was last time. Anyway, I love oh it. my gosh, so funny. I think being a singer, I love over-articulating. So having scripts where it is, you have to like yeah. not trip over your words. I just yeah. like they're the heavy. Like it's like eating like the best piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I do. I love. Oh. I'm like yes. I have to think and like stop and. Breathe properly and so when do you're stuff. Um, <laughs> so when you're normally like you do a lot of TV commercials and radio commercials and that kind of thing. Mm. What's your general? I'm going to get into the zone thing that you do every time, like before you go into a studio. You know what? Mm-hmm. 
It will be depending on where I'm going. So if it's a radio station, I will put on that channel for a couple of days or however long I like definitely in the morning of to listen to what style they're in because I find that radio stations in particular seem to go through waves of what's their fashion is at the moment for their ads and they right. kind of like even though they've got different products that they're selling they kind of like things to be in that style um oh and then for God. tv stuff yeah this is how much deep diving <laughs> no, i do I this love is that you do that no it's because i panic I, it's it's all got to do with my warrior it's you're an overprepared syndrome so am I. We're both yeah because I, I you yeah. know I, I feel like someone at some point's going to knock me on the shoulder and go Ooh. What are you doing here, you absolute idiot? Like, sorry, oh. no, 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 they shouldn't have let you in. Like that pass on your chest? Oh, no, that's clearly not you've you. not done enough training or had enough yes. experience, Kate Black, you dag. <laughs> and then for TV stuff, though, like I'll go back and look at whatever their current campaigns are. And, right. And yeah. so I can Smart. feel the vibe of what they're going for because that way it makes me feel, I guess I always really worry about being underprepared yeah. and not giving – because, you know, it's this whole, I get, it's that whole one take wonder stuff and it, and I really panic about it. You know, everyone goes, you've got to do everything perfect in one take. And I'm like, well, they've booked me for the hour. So like, you know, let's give them some options. It's that I, whole. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, there, actually, I was going to ask you almost exactly that question, which is one take over taking your time and getting a good, getting the best read possible, which obviously <laughs> you're saying you'd prefer to get the best read possible than be Mrs. Oh, I can just go in and <laughs> Done, yeah, and you know. and often with the producers who know me quite well, I, they will just start recording me from the moment I get in there because often my first take is my best take. But I, I guess you need to have an understanding of what the client really wants, yeah, and what the product is and who it is, like who it is that you're actually talking to, yeah, um, and you know what market is it going out into, and I would rather get it right, and even if it's like t- to the point where I'm like, it can be tiny inflections just of. Because like, I look at every script as a song. There's, a, You know, we all talk with a melody, even mm-hmm. though yes, it's just that our spoken voice is just, you know, like four notes as opposed to, you know, like four octaves. Mm-hmm. And so I look at every script like a song and it's, and you'll hear it when you listen to ads. There is set patterns for certain types of ads. And so I try and, and I can hear it when I hear it back and it's something just like, it doesn't sound smooth or it doesn't sound right. And it will often be just a inflection or a melodic yeah. Phrasing. So well, the, th- the the melody of um, various different accents, also various different well, cultures mm. and things, they they are very they are very particular. Like the British sort of accent tends to be quite I don't know. It's a different melody. It's a yeah, oh, very, and it's got to do with you know, placement. Na, na, na. You know, kind of it's yeah. tongue tension and stuff. You know, it's it's about how that accent's created. But it's know, also interesting, I think, how how that melody changes. And you're so right for picking it up because it often. It often um, changes quite subtly over time, mm. and you do hear it particularly in advertising. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, it's funny. I've, I haven't thought about it quite like that. That's really interesting. So yeah, you're not I mean, just it, looking yeah. at the product, the script, the target audience, the where if it's radio or TVC, but you're actually listening for the sort of melody that is used in the voice. At the, at the current moment, because like yeah. it's that it's voices are fashion. Yeah, they like are. They they do they do roll like fashion. Yeah, you know? like you know, and we're back in a '90s cycle at the moment. You know, oh, and, that's interesting. And you hear like you know with with movies, with the stories that are being told, with the fashion, with even the food, and you you're starting to hear it again in ads. Yeah. So it's yeah. that real. 
and so it's looking back and going, okay, what is that? And you can hear it, like say with a general American, it's that we're heading, you know, away from the east coast back to the west coast, but it's not quite as it's not quite as Valley Girl as it was in the original nineties. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more Valley Girl meets Kardashian kind of. It's a bit like it's a Valley Girl with an edge kind of thing. Like yeah. it's, you know, that's the influencer sound, and it's that. It's all that kind of stuff. That's but that's just where my brain goes. It overanalyzes everything. <laughs> Well, I don't know about overanalyzing. I just love that you do that. I love that you think that way. It's really, it's it's why you get so much work, Kate Black. There you no. go. <laughs> well, thank you. You're well, very it kind. is. It is. I mean, because you're clearly somebody who's sort of like you've done your research before you go into the studio, which is really important. And I think that's important in any aspect of life. Is that if you're going into a situation where you're doing a job for someone, or you're trying to get a job, or whatever mm. it is, rule number one in all of those circumstances, is research your client. Research the person who's employing you or you want to employ you. But also I think the one blessing, like with voiceovers, as opposed to all the other facets of the industry I've worked in, is that you've already – it's very rare that you're going in for an audition. Like you've already got the job. Yeah, true. And like the less – like that's that's what I love. It's like – so you kind of go, oh, they already like me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's kind of going, okay, well, now then, then my brain goes, well, which bit of it do they like me? You know, yeah. like, okay. And, it's, you know, just to, you know, add that neurosis. But so I kind of go, well, if they already like me, then it's kind of, I would do what I would normally do for an audition. I would do my prep. So yeah. that's how I kind that's how I look at it anyway. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Whatever, whatever works for you. But for me, that seems to help me. <laughs> with my neurosis, I guess. <laughs> ah, I love that. Okay. Well, I'm going to help you now. Yes. Because I know how much you love corporate training. I love corporate training, Kathy. <laughs> Do you love corporate training? I love corporate training. I love the acronyms particularly. I love oh, learning. Oh, I love an acronym. <laughs> an, ac- an acronym. I love an acronym. <laughs> and I what love... is that an acronym for? <laughs> <laughs> A crazy lady trying to talk with an English word. <laughs> When she has no other language to fall back on. No. <laughs> or Katelish, oh but I, I haven't really got Katelish, you know, Kate-lish. signed off I as an actual Kate-lish. language. So It's kind of similar to Kathlish. I think they, yes. they, origin- they originated from Catherineish, but um Yes. And uh, oh, so quite I'm I'm quite proficient in Kathlish. Just uh, yes. just not yes. Katelish, yes. No, yes. well you know, yes. it's time to learn. There's always time to learn. Well, you're never, too, to you're learn, never too yes. old, never no, too no, old, never no, too young. No, no. Anyhow, the, the language is not dead. It's not stale. It's not no, stale. It's not no. stayed. It's always growing. <laughs> so, um, just, just a heads up on this. Take script. a breath. You know? there's, there's a there's a there's a word that looks like haddock, and it is indeed haddock without a k. Just so right. as you know. So, um, this is this is going to be. I want to. I just want you to do it as you would do it. When okay for the As thousands one of, those... of times that you have okay. done a corporate training video, oh, yeah, I'm so it's, excited I, about yeah, you doing oh, this. Hilarious. No, you just have to read it. it. Really, don't try. It's there's some there's some okay. little things that'll come and bite you in the ass if you don't read them. <gasps> Damn right. you! Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh no! And I have I have I have an opening melody that I, even I hate myself for now. <laughs> so Do I'm it. sure it'll come out. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Hi, my name is Kate and I'll be your guide. You'll remember. Yeah, see, exactly, right? 
It, that's what, and I shit you not, it has been the same since the very first one I've done. I've got, I've really got to try and like mix that shit up because these poor people who are watching videos of me over and over again <laughs> are probably going, does she, like, is she a robot? No. Hi, my name is Kate and I will be your guide. Is that yeah. it? It's kind of, yeah. hi, my name is Kate and I'll be your guide. I try, you know, oh, I try to make them so feel good. a bit more, a bit more loved. But, you oh, know, at the same time. so good. Okay, it's I promise so... I will not Oh, you totally can. No, no, no. No, keep please going. do. Okay, keep going. I do. All right, here we go. Start from okay. the top. Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Kate and I'll be your guide. You will remember in our data analytic group, DAG module, that the most important thing to remember is trout. Teamwork, route, operations, unified training. In this module, we'll be examining the uses for haddock, Helpful Admin Desktop Delivery Organization Control. With Trout and Haddock, your documents can be filed, accessed, retrieved correctly, every series, aka FASAs. E.g., you need to assess a TDOC training document to give you trainees regarding training times and transfers, aka three Ts. Type TDOC into Haddock, but you can leave Trout out for the time being. This is where you will need to add WET, Wireless Editing Template, to Haddock, because as you know from DAG, a Haddock only functions if it is wet. Same goes for Trout. This is where you will need to... Oh, there you go, and this is where I need to read the sentence again. Once you have completed your DAG training module, click on WTF for further instructions. TTFN. That was a really nice script, actually. Comparatively to the sum of them... That was, I was like, because I hadn't read that one yet. So that was no. literally like me reading straight up. And that was, <laughs> well, the thing I love about corporate training, it's like audiobooks because, they, you know, they don't want you to stop. And if you stop, you got to go back to the top. Yes, yes, so yes. yes. They, I have to say, hats off to them. I've learned so much about reading, phrasing and breathing from doing them. Oh, because my gosh, yeah. The same when you do audiobooks, it's that same thing because you, you don't want to, you know, stuff up. No. Nah. No, you don't, <laughs> particularly when you're reading from Autocue and there's somebody else standing right next to you who's got to read the next line and you're like, please don't let it be me that screws know, up this paragraph the, yeah, because you have to go to the you know. top. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like, no. So, oh, I don't even know that. That didn't make, actually make any thing. sense. I just love that you didn't, you just read it totally because that is particularly the line, this is where yeah, you'll need to add wet wireless editing template to Haddock because, as you know from DAG, a Haddock only functions if it is wet. It's wet. So I know, I'm, in there going, I'm going, that's actually funny, but I have to make it serious. <laughs> I just love that you are so switched into corporate mode that is like any comedy. I just, I was sure no, when I was writing it. this that you would piss yourself laughing, but you didn't. I did Because you're such a pro. Oh, no. I love that. That's brilliant. You're hilarious. That no. is so good, Kate Black. Oh no. my gosh. That is I, brilliant. I have to say what I've and I've, what I've loved from listening to the other podcast episodes you have done is I'm love I just love the way you write scripts. I really do. <laughs> you, you truly do have a gift. Well, I certainly personalize them, which Yes, you um, do. Because <laughs> I if I can, if I can, because yeah, I, I most it of the people I Yeah, it does. It does. And I research the people if I don't know them that well, but I to find out what what they like and what they don't like and all those kind of things. <laughs> anyway, there you go. So, in a perfect world, yes. What kind of work would you love to do? Now, Actually, yeah. I, 
that just as I was saying that, I just mm. remembered that you not only did the the seven day a week, three hours live television thing, but you also had your own wine show, like your home yeah. TV wine show, Kate yeah. Black. That's yeah. just nuts. It, it, so tell well, me about a, that. Well, so I kind of got into it when Twitter started. To be honest, this is how it all started. Um, oh. And I had mates that were like wine sellers and reviewers and because of the way that I use language, um, I hate people. I, I'm one of the, I guess I'm a little bit socialist. I don't know. It's probably not the right <laughs> thing to say. Um, I hate people feeling like inadequate. Okay. Um, and ever, and I hate anybody feeling in a situation that they don't understand something. And for me, I go to these wine things and they're great. Like they're great, but they use such ridiculous words. And I'm like, really? Who goes around <laughs> thinking about a, a saffron flavored, tam, you know, tamarillo? Like that's <laughs> like that's something everyone has every week. Of course, it is. Oh, wow, what a lovely glass of, you know, saffron-flavoured tamarillo. I can really taste the tamarillo. And you're like going, really, can you? When was the last time you ate a tamarillo? Can you even get them in this country? Like, who are you? And so I just started writing things like going, oh, it tastes like a Jaffa. You know, like it tastes like a Jaffa and then swigging a can of Fanta with it, you know, that kind of oh, stuff. Awesome. And, and at the time, I guess because the concept of women in wine um, is very – it's still very limited. It's a very male-dominated industry. Yeah. Um, but it kind of took off, and so I became a wine reviewer. And awesome. it's just lucky I have a good. I, I do. Oh, sounds like I'm going to sound like such a dick. I do actually have a really good palate, and right. I can taste and smell stuff and pick things out quite well. I don't know why. I just can. Maybe I was dropped on my head as a child. <laughs> it's probably it's possible. It's probably why I talk so much and so fast. Um, and without breath, it would appear. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, that kind of – and then I got really passionate. Like after meeting all these incredible winemakers and so many incredible women winemakers, I put together a pilot called um, Wine with Curves, which was basically focusing on the Australian women winemakers, which there are plenty of and you are all secretly out there drinking their wine, you just don't know it. Wow. And nobody's championing them. Wow. And so we put together a pilot and – pitched it to Fox, but it was before the Food Network stuff kind of really took off here. And wine is such a hard sell anyway. Really? Because it's, yeah, in t- I'm not in terms of like actually people buying it and no, drinking no, it. That's no. not the issue. <laughs> um, it's, but as a TV show, it's a hard sell because it's, it's, a, it's seen as an elitist thing where I was kind of trying to, I was making it no different than a food show. And I'm all about education, you know, talk to people, you know, so because I hate when you, and I still do it, you walk into a wine shop and you're like, that's a pretty label. (laughs) And it's like going and you drink it, you're like, oh, that's kind of okay. You're like, no, it's like paint stripper. Like, do not drink that stuff. Um, And so if you can help people understand so that when they go up to the hunter and particularly now, like we're all traveling here, people Mm. are going back to these wine regions just to feel that they're not so, they don't feel so fish out of water. Got it. And that they can, they don't, you know, don't need to talk about wine in any kind of wanky way. If it tastes like a banana paddle pop, it tastes like a banana paddle pop. Like yeah, that's legitimate, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I, we didn't, um, they liked it, but they didn't, they were like, oh, we don't really know if anyone will watch it. And I was like, okay. So then it kind of sat shelved and then I got married and my hubby got sick and stuff like that. So then it kind of sat shelved. I mean, realistically, I probably should reshoot it and push it back out to SBS because now that they've got all these, food channels and stuff. Oh, but Kate, we need you on television in Australia. No, we just do. No, we just, no, we do. I'm serious. No. I do. 
I do need oh. you on television in Australia now. Kate Vision, Kate Vision. Yeah, Kate we need Vision. Kate Vision. <laughs> no. Seriously, no, seriously, no. yes, we do because you're – You've got everything. Like you're just, yeah. Stop it. You can um, stop it, but don't stop it. No, okay, no, no. Well, it, no, stop it, it, it really. I mean, no, 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 you are because you're you're incredibly intelligent, and not that oh. there aren't other very intelligent women on, on Australian television. There are, but you, oh, um, I love the fact that you can do everything. Like you can write it because you, and you're coming from a from a really a respectful and also a a kind of a unusual point of view. And I love that you're championing women, and I love wine. Kate, just well, do. Well, you I should love it. because you know it's it is good to drink, and I think this. I'm I'm all about quality over quantity, and quality yeah, doesn't absolutely. cost a lot either. It's you know it's it's like when you go to a restaurant, every like statistically they have done the data on this. It's people mostly order the second bottom, like <laughs> second the second cheapest, cheapest um, yeah. regardless of what it is. And it's like, and it's not about matching wine with food. Screw that. Like it's yeah, drink yeah, what yeah. you like is if you weren't going to have anything with it. And then yeah. if you have, you know, and the same yes, way that you order, absolutely. you know, it's it's having that freedom and taking away the elitism that goes with wine mm. and opening it up because that's why that's how you find bargains. Like I found a hundred and fifty dollar bottle of French Beaujolais. Mm. How much of a wanker do I sound for twenty two dollars in a in a um, oh. Dan Murphy's the other day because. Of where it was in terms of what suburb it was. They didn't know what it was. And, yeah. you know, and I was like, shazam, thank you very much. But, like, you know, it's like I have a sneaker rule. Sneakers should be no more than $50. <laughs> so <laughs> I end up with a lot of ugly sneakers, but I love them because, you know, <laughs> at one point in time they were 400 And I'm like, I'm not going to be the $400 paying idiot. I'll be the $50 paying idiot. Excellent. So it's the same with wine. Mm. I'm, I'm yes. totally with you. I'm not that I'm a. I'm not a massive advocate for drinking lots either. I I, I drink in moderation, completely in moderation. To be quite, it's quite weird, really. But do try something that you, if you're going to drink wine, don't just go for your favourite. Grab try something that you haven't heard of before. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely. know, and and yeah. be surprised at yeah. what our our incredible country can actually grow. More to the point. So like look at that look at that we, like, like, like the talent we grow this is here. going to be like four like four episodes long this year it will be but I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're <laughs> editing I'm so sorry that's <laughs> fine so let me ask you the sort of question that I was going to ask you which was mm. in a perfect world what kind of work would you love to be doing more of and what kind of work is your favorite sort of thing to do not necessarily the same thing but. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really want to move into animation and I think it stems from that. I was just having a chat to my agent before we did this, mm-hmm. lovely Heidi. As a kid, I, I said to you before, as a kid I was a mimicker and as an actor, I think because I grew up acting the whole time, I was playing roles. So I had all these different characters in my head and I'm, co- I'm constantly singing my dog songs, talking in <laughs> stupid voices, yep. but actually then going and putting that into a context where it's work-related and feeling confident with that. Like when I listened to the episode you did with Kate Murphy, you know, she is a consummate animation voice. Like it's it's mm-hmm. disgusting how talented she is. <laughs> oh, my God, it's ridiculous. Yeah, she's amazing. She's fearless and, as well. She just goes, oh, that's what I love. Into it. And, yep. and yep. I think it's that. It's taking that fear factor away and going, I'm doing this anyway. And so it would be a real – I would really love to understand – how to get into that mm-hmm. zone of voicing. Like I've done it a few times, but it's been more kind of actory. They've been more adult animation. So it's yeah. been a bit more like just be like yourself, but a little bit more heightened. I'm like, really, you want more heightened than this? So I'd like to get into animation more. And narration, mm. because I love watching documentaries. Yeah. And 
I, just that it's that it's a juxtaposition. The same way that I really love articulating. Mm-hmm. My one great desire is to have that chocolate honey voice, you know, that that's super – I'm very clipped because, I guess, of learning to sing and like to sing in different languages. And so when you hear narration voices and you're like, how are they just so – it's – You can like do that, Kate. You can do bloody anything. Yeah, but it's not – Totally it's, do that. It's not – I, I, I think I could learn it for sure. Yeah, but it's I reckon not if, like somebody, if somebody if somebody just said, Here, "Here's a script, just do it like yeah. that." Yeah, and the, the the great thing about, I mean, I know you've got a home studio, so you you mm. can actually do stuff at practice, home. Practice, 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 practice. Yeah, yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing that. what you can do if somebody goes, "Here, I need you to do it like this." And and I love oh, it when yeah. somebody gives me direction out of the box, which is one of the reasons yes. I always I I do the random selection for this. For this show is that it's actually kind of fun for all of us to be able to do this sort of thing. Well, but, and that's um, the whole thing. Like I look at this and go, people can do anything with their voices, and I genuinely mean that. Like when I teach singing, I it's that how you speak is how you sing, and it, it's the same thing. And and I personally hate being limited, so yeah. it's more kind of going. I love direction. I love feedback. I want people to yeah. tell me if it was shit and why it was shit or if it was good, why it was good. Like, Because <laughs> otherwise, how do you get better? Well, like, true. You never, like, yeah. I never think that I'm a finished product. Like I, you know, you st- I still want to learn. Like, mm. I still know I need to learn. And, and I will all, I, I have that kind of inquiring brain where I want not just to be better, but to understand more and to try different techniques and different ways of doing things. And that's the only downside, I guess, to the whole voiceover thing is it's so rare to get feedback yeah. or to get that. Yeah. It's, it's like I always say to clients now, I'm like, please do not be afraid to tell me if you hate it. Like <laughs> I'm like I because I, I don't care. Like I'm here to give you the voice that you want. Yeah, and I, I want you to be really open with telling me what, it, like, what and I you, and yeah, I mean yeah. yeah, what they want. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's really helped particularly like newer clients to say like radio and stuff where there's quite a lot of that happening at the moment, mm. um, it gives them that freedom to feel like they actually own, rather than being overwhelmed with what they're doing in a radio station, it yeah. gives them that kind of freedom to go, oh, right, that's right, it is my product, it is my brand, I do love it, and this person wants to champion it as much as we do. Yeah. Because that's our job as a voiceover artist. Yep. And so, yeah, that's the only thing I think I'd love more feedback. And just that more, I love direction. When you get a producer that directs you, it's right, I'm going to awesome. give you some going to give Sorry, you some yes. direction. Okay. Stop talking. Yeah. No, keep talking. But I'm going to give you some direction because yes. I'm going to make you, I'm going to force mm. you into doing a nonsense poetry jam. Nonsense poetry. Nonsense poetry. Nonsense poetry. Nonsense poetry. Yeah. Poetry. poetry. <laughs> Just for a kind of oh, augmented something. That was, that was an augmented, that was an augmentation yeah. of. Great augmentationness. Right. Okay. Nonsense. Nonsense poetry jam. I want right. you to do this as yes. Oh right. I love the wheel. Sexy minx. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Oh my really? god. I was actually kind of hoping it would come up as sexy minx. And it ah! did. I'm so happy. Too much. I'm so happy. Okay, okay an accent. Alright. Oh, Here we go. Can you do can you do Irish? To be sure, I'll be doing Irish there. Oh my God! I right, love I'll be that doing that. I'll be doing do the that. Irish. To be sure, to be sure. I always think of it. It's a, it's, what is that? There's like terrible ads on TV late at night. If you're needing a, a four-leaf clover and you want some luck, give us a call. <laughs> I don't get a lot of sleep. Can you tell? No, I can't tell. Okay, so you are a sexy Irish minx. 
sexy Irish men. Let's makes... see if I can if I can get into sexy Irish mood. Ah, uh, I'm going to start you. sounding like one of the cores. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. I will run away, run away, oh, run away. <laughs> she used to run sing. away. <laughs> okay. With you. With you. Oh, funny you should say that. The last word of this. Yeah, anyway. Right. All right. Off you go then, sexy Irish minx. Hero bourbon snort farm. Utterly mouse of brine. Ginger then, or ink floss. Not grange the mortification. Flamingo. Method to zinc shouter. Vamp and do toaster owl. Hence snob total fragrant sip. Though queen garnish of lessons wavering, winkle nest the chariot. Falsify be moon dent, clamp, you breakfast vaccine. Honey dew if remorse or ventricle, sneeze. Stop it. I love it. That's how my brain sees words normally. I was just right off the mic because I was giggling oh. the whole way through. You sound like yes. a little, a little Irish fairy. You're so cute. No, 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 no. So we're getting to that time of the day that uh, I have to get on a ferry soon and go to dinner. Oh, so, right. Um, I've got to go so, to an agility comp tonight. So, yes. Oh, good lord. Okay. Did yes. you did you bring with you something you prepared? I did. Awesome. I did. Awesome. I did. I did, I did, I did. Well, do I didn't really prepare it. It's just um, I love I love lyrics. I don't like I, when you asked me to find something to read. I was like, I'm not. Ironically, I'm not a big reader, um, which I find so weird because I've ended up reading for a living. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> lyrics. Uh, but then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no lyrics, right? Lyrics are songs. Songs are words. Oh, that's reading. Yeah. Oh, it is loser. reading, and all um, the research you do, and all the other things you do, you read all the time. You just don't. Think, yeah, I just don't you think, don't think, think of, it like of it like that. I don't sit yeah. down with a book. Yeah. Well. Okay, so I've got a little section because I didn't know how long you needed from, and it's just because I love. So Sondheim is a prolific uh, musical theatre writer. He's kind of mm-hmm. like defined a whole era of basically turning uh, musicals from like being the gaieties kind of like la, 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 into being able to tell real stories and actually have like an, a story arc like Shakespeare would. Yeah. Um, and his way of words is just brilliant. And there's this little bit always gets caught from a song called Leave You, which is from the musical Follies. Uh-huh. And I'm just trying to find the section. And, okay, so can I yes. give you some direction on this? Yes. Uh-huh. See, I'm going to be your client. Um, yes. I would like How long you, do you want? I, I, well, it, it would have, just do whatever you, whatever you feel like okay. doing. But um, I would like you to do it in your most breathy, deep and sultry Okay. So, okay. Oh, this as will be if you're fun. as if you're doing a narration for mm. a documentary about Sondheim, where okay. instead of the lyric being sung, it's being read in a breathy, deep, and sultry manner. Okay. Let me just take it down a notch. Okay. <laughs> could I leave you? No. The point is, could you leave me? Well, I guess you could leave me the house, leave me the flat, leave me the brass and chagalls and all that. You could leave me the stocks for sentiment's sake and 90% of the money you make and the rugs and the cooks. Darling, you keep the drugs. Angel, you keep the books. Honey, I'll take the grand. Sugar, you keep the spinet. And all of our friends, and just wait a goddamn minute. 
Oh, leave you. Leave you? How could I leave you? Sweetheart, I have to confess. Could I leave you? Yes. Will I leave you? Will I leave you? Guess. Oh, so good. <laughs> It's, just, it's nice to read so song lyrics. Good. Oh, stop it. It's no, nice to read them yeah. out of context. Yeah, it is. But also when you've got, I mean, it's beautiful material, but honestly, your <sighs> voice just sounded amazing. You sound amazing. Oh, I love it. Stop love it. it. See, so you can do narration. You can do that sort of thing where you're just See, leaping this is into why it. I love See? <laughs> like my little, like my little good angel on my shoulder going, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> I believe in you, Kate Black. I know you can do bloody anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, I, I honestly could talk to you all day and night. Ditto. Ditto. Just there's so many interesting things in your world and the way you think and everything. And um, so thank you, thank you for being on my little show. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being completely adorable. And no, for sharing your it. talent and stories with the world. Aw, you're very kind. And I thank you for having the balls to do this. <laughs> like, it's not easy doing a podcast, but I think it's really important that people understand the people behind the voices, you know? Mm. I think, well, not understand, they don't understand us, but I love hearing about them because I've, I've been learning so much about everybody. Yeah, like, me too. And it, and we all come from such different points of view and different thoughts. And it's so thank you for having the balls to the Pleasure. industry needed it. Oh, good. So, Kate, you yes. are, you're on the social medias and everything. And it's oh, Kate yes. B L A K K. It's just everything's at Kate Black K A T E B L A K K. Yeah. So, got it's it. A double K. All right, yeah. so you're on Insta, and there. Facebook and all the things yeah, and you're you know, a scout I'm, like I'm me. there and I'm I'm not there as much as I probably should be at the moment, but, you know, that's life. I'm I've same. been at the Easter I'm show for the last 14 out. days. <laughs> that's been, you know, that's been hectic, way more than I thought it would be. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, you know, but, yeah, no, I'm there. You can find you can find me on social media awesome. at, at kblack.com. No. <laughs> and, yes, my beautiful agents who, hands down, I feel so blessed to be with. They are incredible and they champion every single one of their voices, no matter where they're at and whatever they're going through. They are our biggest fans and that is the most incredible gift to have in an agent. I agree. I love mm. them. I love them. Mm. And I've met the most incredible humans like yourself. Ah, yes. Well, there is that. I mean, how well, yeah, lucky are yeah, we are. But we are just so lucky. You yes, go, but well, you've got to get ready. Go, i got to go. Bye-bye, Kate. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Voice Over Voices. Scripts and concept by Kathy Ogden. Music produced by Grant Windsor and written by Jeff Franzel and Kathy Ogden. You can find us on Instagram at voice underscore over underscore voices. If you liked this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe so more people can find us. Be kind. Thank you. Thank you.